This episode contains themes of adult nature. If you feel you are likely to be triggered by this, please switch off now or turn to another episode. You've been warned. So today on Tinderella Tales, we are joined by Becky. Becky's been one of my good friends since we were in school. We were in the same Spanish class and yeah there's a story about the animals coming in two by two which I'm sure Becky <laughs> was very virile <laughs> attempt at humour <clears throat> when we were sat at the back of Spanish with Miss Garcia and I had some animal rubbers like little erasers and they had a they had animals on them and we I don't remember how we got into it I think it was just both of us being a little bit excitable on the first day of secondary school in year nine and uh, I didn't know anybody and everyone else had gone through the middle school system and I had not and so I was just excited that someone else was excited about seeing the animals going two by two as we lined up some little animal rubbers on the table <laughs> <laughs> and that is the foundation of a strong friendship apparently <laughs> I think we've had we had other little bits and pieces we were both very different people though I think at school and we both we both had languages in common that we both enjoyed doing and we had other mutual friends who were all a bit crazy having grown up in a rural town with a nice little middle class upbringing kind of thing and then to then finish university degrees and dye our hairs different colors and get tattoos etc during the recording of this episode of tinderella tales unfortunately becky had her fan on at the beginning and we didn't realize this was going to be a problem until editing geordie is here saying hey and sorry about the audio at the beginning of the clip I should also warn you at this stage that Becky and I are known for vibing off each other's energy and it all gets a bit chaotic. What's that joke? I told people I was into BDSM, bestiality and necrophilia, but people told me I was flogging a dead horse. You're going to have to cut so much out of this. I'm not even sorry. I feel like this is definitely going to be one of the more um, comedy-based episodes than this. (laughs) (laughs) I've talked about Tinder a little bit. You are now live on Big Brother. Please do not swear. <laughs> we now welcome Becky to the Big Brother room. <laughs> I pretend that was in a Geordie accent. That was the worst um, accent ever. Yeah. Oh, I just, I mean, I've, I've been back enough times and seen the, I've seen enough blokes' tinders of holding a fish to know that I, it, I did a good thing of leaving it all behind. I'm guessing you'll let it out swearing, I'm yeah. assuming. Yeah, we okay. talked about like w- worse things than saying the F bomb. <laughs> Cut. <laughs> I mean, the first episode was Ellie talking about a date that she went on where the guy turned up with three cock rings. <laughs> yeah, that was it. I listened to that um, episode that you had because you sent me it, didn't you, for some constructive criticism? Oh, yeah, feedbacking it. Yeah, back in uh, a few months ago, I think it was, yeah. December time. No, I just, I mean, Tinder is crazy because I remember it coming out in 2012-13 because I remember it being I remember being sat on the buses going to and from university and you know the you know the social network where Facebook was created as like a who's hot and who's not kind of thing that people wouldn't wouldn't want to be with you've seen the social network film that's how Facebook started out okay it was, I mean, it was literally a book of faces of, like, popular girls and stuff. Like, it was created by Mark Zuckerberg and his male friends to be like, yeah, I would, yeah, I wouldn't kind of thing. That was it. And that's what Tinder, that's what Tinder was in Manchester. And it started out with people being like, oh, would you be interested in this person? Kind of like, who's my type kind of thing? Because it was never before. And it seems so weird that it came out so late. Like, 2013 seems like a long time ago, but also not that long ago. At the same time, that, that being my first year at university makes me kind of feel weird thinking about it because it was ages ago (laughs) 
but it was I remember seeing people on it like it's like you'd have like groups of friends sat around and each like taking it in turns to have a look at who's on their profile and things like that so it was long before like algorithms and um and you had all these different features and stuff it was just left and right and you couldn't obviously like they hadn't made it as a profit thing yet so there was no like um the gold arrow for recycling going back and there's no uh, what was it t- like boosts where you can be the top profile in the area for a while now and things like that yeah it was just literally a who's who that's how I still think of it and I still think of it as like people who pay for tinder I'm like why but I think so many people do now like I know that I remember talking to my brother and he was like yeah I paid for tinder and I was like but you are like what I think of as the original tinder <laughs> just like yes yes yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> and he's like yeah I paid for it <laughs> I don't think it's a shameful thing like you know there's they obviously like they put they were clever about it and put features in that they thought people would want to pay for that they thought people would want to use and be like okay well I have to pay for that feature if I want to use it so then I'll pay for it I guess um so I think it's interesting but yeah and actually like it's I kind of find it funny that um like most of the people it's both like funny and frustrating at the same time not because just because tinder is now so easy like a lot of my list is people that I've met from Tinder. I mean, yeah, Tinder is like, where am I going to sleep tonight? Whose bed am I going to sleep in? A lot of the time, so. (laughs) Not naming any names, your brother. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we've covered the fact that my brother uses Tinder like a cross between Airbnb and Uber. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. (laughs) But um, yeah, no, because it's interesting actually as well, like how it pops up in conversation and also how you can find people that you know on tinder like people that you've you know sort of friends of friends that you've like vaguely met and things like that and then um and how it can alter your like romantic interactions and stuff but I have to be fair of the last two months I have spent like a good portion of that time not really using tinder like even now I've deleted the app from my home screen just because it makes it a bit easier have you got to that point where you're like can't deal with this at the moment I'm just going to delete it for a bit and then like two weeks later you're like oh I'll re-download I'm a bit bored I mean yes and no like I'm sort of seeing somebody um and we've met from tinder and um and he's really nice and we're enjoying each other's company and uh having said that I haven't seen him for a few weeks because um his car broke down and so he couldn't come here um my living situation is slightly better for the amount of sex we've been having <laughs> um <laughs> but yeah and then obviously I've been in quarantine since last Monday last Tuesday sorry so I've got two more days that was part of the reason I just didn't really not focusing on him but it was just nice to not have to feel the need to have to look for other people to sleep with kind of thing because I mean obviously like everyone goes through dips and stuff but just generally my libido is just quite quite high <laughs> but um <laughs> I'm not ashamed of that like I think we should normalize that saying that more often and also normalize people having low libidos and stuff because that's fine yeah. um you know and not shame people for the libidos they do have regardless of their gender and sexual orientation um so yeah and also I was just like I was working quite a lot um I just couldn't really be bothered to do all the maintenance and things like that um and doing all of the small talk and like working out my week and basing it around shifts do you know what i just realized when you were talking then no one talks about the amount of admin involved using dating app organizing your schedule replying to all the messages it's like yeah 
full-time job of like oh I have to reply to all these people who I've started communications with to maintain that networking almost it was not to lose face really kind of thing because you don't (laughs) want them to just suddenly think that you've gone off the idea and you're just kind of like actually yeah maybe I have gone off the idea but that doesn't necessarily make me a bad person it's just probably like I'm dealing with some other shit or maybe I did lose interest I'm allowed to do that like you know it's non-committal there's no commitment yeah I have it set for all genders and um you just go on and it's just a lot of men and like I could happily like it would be very easy for me to swipe through as it would for most women pretty much who are attracted to men it would be very easy to just swipe through and just be like okay yep 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 and you'd get quite a few matches presumably because men aren't necessarily that picky in a sense and that sounds like not a compliment but uh don't think about it so you know like men don't think so much into it I think I think the idea then that you would have maybe like five people in your inbox kind of just being like oh so what are you doing (laughs) like oh what are you looking for on here wink you know like wink with the tongue out and then you leave them when you sort of just you're like oh I'm gonna go do some washing up now but I didn't reply to them in five minutes so they've now sent me five messages like four of which contain too many question marks and you're like I'm sending like I could almost have a pre-set response for all of this just this is my favourite colour, this is the countries that I've travelled to, these are the countries I want to travel to, this is what I'm doing in my life right now, this is what I want to do in the future. (laughs) Here's the preset response, just to save time, because I'm having this conversation with five people and there's a lot of admin involved. (laughs) Oh, so much admin. Like, I was talking to a guy earlier today, actually, on Tinder, and you have to get so much... He's very good-looking. German, he's just here on holiday, um... He's not very good at using Tinder, apparently. So sometimes that's the excuse to just get a number. And it's just like, okay, fine, here you go. Here's my WhatsApp. But you have to then dig through, like, oh, so should we go for a drink? Um, yeah, okay, great. We're like, where should we go kind of thing? Where are you staying? Like, what's the central kind of location? Because this, this guy's just on holiday for the moment. And he leaves tomorrow. And I'm like, I have plans today. And I'm technically in quarantine. So probably not a good idea. Um, but you have to get through layers and layers and layers to then be like, oh, it's not going to work. <laughs> I love how also you were like yeah so I'm not using tinder at the moment I've deleted it off my phone and you were like I was talking to a guy on tinder earlier (laughs) no okay so this week I have got it um but like in the last couple of weeks I've just been a bit too busy I've spent a lot of time playing legend of zelda and masturbating like that's that's been my week (laughs) (laughs) zelda and masturbating is just (laughs) what would you do if you're stuck in quarantine (laughs) I've been terrible 35 degrees outside most of the time oh yeah I feel like we should recap that (laughs) Becky lives in the south of Spain, so that's why it's 35 degrees. She obviously doesn't live in England. We don't get that. (laughs) No, sometimes. I mean, British Columbia and Canada got very hot recently, but that's beside the point. Like 48 degrees or something ridiculous. It was insane. Ridiculous. I mean, if I have a look at the weather now, right here, right now, oh, it's cool 29 degrees side currently because it's half past nine in the evening and tomorrow is only going to peak at 34 degrees so that's not terrible friday saturday and sunday in comparison will peak at 39 41 and 41 degrees respectively so that's going to be fun and thanks becky for the weather (laughs) (laughs) so on the note of living in the south of spain obviously you now live in spain but you've previously lived in france and you're originally from south of england i wanted to ask you if you feel like there's much difference in using the apps in living in different countries i think so necessarily i mean it's um it's a nice variation variety is the spice of life as they say so i've had i have had a chance of meeting different nationalities of people from 
even from when I was doing my degree up in Manchester, actually, to be fair, because it's much more metropolitan city up there in comparison to the likes of the southwest. Not quite exactly the most expansive pool of people to choose when you don't exactly have the ease of getting around. Uh, getting around physically, I don't mean getting around by sleeping around. I live in quite a big city now, so it is like it is quite multicultural. Like there are lots of Latin American people who live here, lots of different types of people as well from Andalusia who come from like other big cities or other parts of Spain that are quite big or people that have just literally come from like little towns uh, outside of my city um, who then have come in to find a bigger job or you know to like study etc or just move away from their parents which is not so much of a like, economic independence is not so much of an easy thing here in Spain because it's it was hit quite bad by the economic crash in 2008 and so just generally there isn't as much available wealth in comparison in Spain as there is in the UK for example so lots of people will live at home and do their degrees at a university near to where their parents live and commute or they will might they might live away just for their degree and then come back which you would have thought isn't necessarily that important when it comes to talking about Tinder but if you want to hook up with somebody they live with their parents it's not quite the easiest thing (laughs) (laughs) I'm aware that I've digressed let me let me go back living in France I lived in Marseille which is uh quite a big city in south of France its nickname is like the 72nd arrondissement like area of um Algeria because there were just so many Algerians like there were pretty decent ferries and stuff back and forth quite often and so there were a lot of Moroccans Tunisians Algerians in Marseille as well as different people from Nice or Avignon which was quite nearby or maybe Montpellier so there was quite a big mix of of people living in Marseille so I kind of it's not really ever really been a goal of mine but it was um it's I find it quite interesting like ticking off different nationalities and I don't mind that being in the podcast I don't I quite like the idea of ticking off different nationalities so being and traveling has like quite has been quite a nice thing for that and it's different like very different culture like I went on a date with a Moroccan guy and he was uh he was really nice he was very friendly but comes from a very different culture like I think all we did was because he was a student at the time so we had like a cheap date of getting a kebab back in the times when I ate meat um and then but then we did get some really nice ice cream and we just sat at the port and like watched all these boats go past and it was really nice but he would not let me pay for anything so that was quite like a cultural as a quite a liberal generally quite economic um, independent woman I've had my own income for a few years now kind of at the time I was doing all right and you know wanted it to be fair and everything but like I tried to pay for it while the kebabs were getting made and the 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 guy who was making the kebabs was also I can't remember either Algerian Tunisian or or Moroccan and I was really trying to like I was like holding out the holding out the euro note and he was just like no 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 and I looked at the looked at the kebab guy and he was just like no like it's just not part of our culture you just won't get him to take it that's crazy like it was a bit forceful it seemed at the time and it was and I wouldn't obviously I think I was a bit wary at the time but it can then lead to people being like well you know like I scratch my back you know you scratch mine kind of thing as in like oh well I bought dinner like you have to do whatever I kind of want now so it was um a bit of a gray line yeah yeah no that kind of sounds like to start with I was like oh that sounds kind of nice chivalry (laughs) I don't know but yeah it almost does sound a little bit like no my money's better than yours because I've got a dick yeah I mean definitely in the past it's been you know especially in like the last couple of years while living here now in Spain and just generally like having a decent well-paying job where the cost of living is generally proportionally much lower in comparison to like the the amount of money I'm earning because obviously like I could be earning this amount of money in the UK and I wouldn't be living as well because it's like my rent here is 300 euros a month Um, bills are not too bad you can go out and have a couple of beers for 
three euros like it's it's really not too expensive so like in the last couple of years I've definitely had conversations with people no don't worry I'm gonna get this I'm earning a decent money like I can I can afford to get this I can afford to pay for it kind of thing and I know that with men no I haven't had it so much with women because like the general idea is that we just take it in turns or we split it like that's fine because there's not so much of the my dick's bigger than yours flapping it around that there's the power move of paying for something that a lot of guys traditionally would do in that sort of what is deemed as chivalry I think if any of that makes sense yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah so in in conclusion you're making good money and you're able to sustain yourself comfortably and also have some what's the word economic independence disposable income there we go (laughs) (laughs) so it's not really that you feel like you need to be dependent on having like a chivalrous guy who would pay for everything no and also I like to be able to treat people as well because I think it's a nice thing to do and it is a nice compliment nowadays in the world where a lot of that male attention traditionally does get kind of focused and like honed in on by the media and stuff and it's just like okay look yes a lot of what men does is problematic nowadays and a lot of them need to be working on either themselves or their friends who are also men Mm -hmm. um but I think uh women being allowed to also treat men and have that you know when you hear about like men that you know the the toxic masculinity kind of that we can throw into this and men not really receiving compliments that often and just not expressing feelings and emotion like them paying for something maybe could be an expression of some sort you know it's a nice it's a nice thing to do and I feel the same about I'm just like well look like we've both enjoyed this like if we've enjoyed the company if I haven't enjoyed the company somebody wants to pay for it I really don't tend to feel like I have to force it And I'm like, oh, are you sure we could split it? No, no I'm going to pay for it. And I'm like, okay, great. Well, this means I have no obligation for the next time. <laughs> <laughs> or slash the ball is in my court if I decide to treat him the next time, because then I get to decide if we go out. Yeah. In that sense, of they've already done it. And then it's the ball is in my court. I'm like, oh, like you'll get the next time. And I'm like, mm, okay, interesting that you think there's going to be a next time. Fortunately, in the last few years, I haven't had so many of those instances where I have just wanted to cut and run. But yeah. <laughs> I Like, I think also there's so many instances as well where guys are so used or like a certain type of guy is so used to paying that like if you buy them dinner or a drink or whatever that I don't know I've definitely had it where a guy has been like oh that gave me the warm and fuzzies that you like got dinner and but also I think I've had it in the past as well you know that like that can happen I can't remember I'm trying to think of anyone specific that's happened with me of them finding it like oh this is so rare that you will do this like you'd like the girls and it's just kind of like okay necessarily mean anything but also of them kind of taking it as a bit of an affront if you try and pay for it yeah as if it's something that they do or have done in the past as an ability to control somebody and you're like no (laughs) no I'm not gonna let you control me yeah when you say that well like when they say oh you're not like other girls and you're just like okay well I mean maybe stop putting my gender into boxes and then you might find that we're a varied species and some of us will buy yes. <laughs> yeah exactly it also very much depends on so many other factors of like if they want to if they want to or not you know yeah. I definitely don't agree with it always being down to the men having to do it like you know that kind of obligation of um, men feeling like if they want to go out with something then they have to pay for it because that's just expensive and I understand that and I wouldn't want to be doing that if the roles were reversed you know if it was always traditionally women that were paying for things for example I disagree that men should that it should be the man who pays like people were like yeah no we went out for dinner and I just sat there and with him to get his wallet out like and I'm that's just so such an attractive thing to me 
Yeah, I think if there's the expectation that you're going into it thinking like, well, they'll pay for dinner for me, like, no. <laughs> yeah, I mean, because it's indicative of, of the personality trait of servitude and it's like, you know... Uh, of of servitude and you just that's just so of expecting someone to do something for you just because it's like no we're not we're not going to gel this isn't going to work yeah okay I was going to say like can you expand on why that is indicative of personality trait of servitude but you just did then you was like yeah (laughs) yay (laughs) thanks for Becky five points to whatever harry potter house you are <laughs> you know your harry potter house what do you think what i do which one do you think i would be uh i was gonna say hufflepuff because you're like quite nicey nicey but also what's the uh other one ravenclaw that's a ravenclaw spooky is that that's not just because i'm wearing blue no it's just oh, okay <laughs> hufflepuff are like the little field mouse that will let anybody do anything and they just want like they want to be friends with everybody. the hufflepuff is the badger and i am hufflepuff oh I always think Hufflepuff is like the really timid one that will just be too nice. No, Hufflepuff is um, Hufflepuff is courageous, but not quite necessarily so as Gryffindor, or maybe not as uh, outwardly courageous as Gryffindors are. Um, Hufflepuff is the one that's patient and nice to people and helpful. Maybe that's why I think of them as like they let people walk on them because I'm like they're too nice. Oh, I mean, I didn't say that. I haven't. I don't have a problem with that. Like. <laughs> I can recount you a story from this very flat of someone that I am not really close with anymore um who uh yeah I, I let that I let that happen and I let it escalate because I thought I was doing the right thing for somebody in a mental health crisis and uh then looking back on it I was not and I now try so much harder to set boundaries because I just end up getting trampled on otherwise because it is not a cliche it's like it springs true <laughs> you are a true Hufflepuff <laughs> I am a true doormat <laughs> yay I was thinking maybe Ravenclaw because I always think Ravenclaw are a, a bit more like spooky aren't they I don't know I can't remember what the characteristics are generally yeah. and also like Slytherin's not necessarily bad like tons of Slytherins are great because I couldn't I'm not trying I'm trying to think what you would be do you know what you are no I've never found out ah okay okay I'm gonna do it after I'm, be- I'm putting you as a Slytherin kind of really why because I think you're resourceful is that one of the traits of Slytherin I'd say so yeah okay Resource- resourcefulness is not a bad thing obviously they just happen to be the like evil house in the books I, yeah I kind of think of them as like really cutthroat and like they'll kind of climb on all of them get to where they want to be <laughs> No, I don't think all of them. Okay. <laughs> I mean, plenty of, there were plenty of shitty people in Gryffindor and Hufflepuff yeah, and uh, Ravenclaw. That. When I had to bleach my hair the other day to put the pink that's in it now in, I had like, mm-hmm. um, is it Malfoy's mum who's got like the little blonde stripes down the side? <gasps> Narcissa, yeah. And then I like tied my hair up when I bleached it. Like I had these like blonde stripes here and I was like, oh, I look like um, Malfoy's mum. <laughs> Narcissa. Getting so off track. Anyway, it's like it's a good LGBTQ positive city here. Yeah. Like they had, we had Pride Weekend. I wasn't here for it. I was in Portugal, but we had a Pride Weekend. And a few days ago, there was a there was a teenager who who was beaten to death basically for being gay, essentially. And that's made lots of that's gone all around news. Um, and there was a there was a vigil today, I think, in lots of different cities. In my city, I think it was today. Jeez, that's yep. terrifying. It's crazy. Yeah, like- I wasn't very old. I think he was like uh, late teens, early twenties. Wow, that's mental that you're like. Oh, Oh, yeah it's really lgbt and he was kicked so. yeah no i mean it, it is like generally i live in quite a uh what's the word it's like it's a positive city here like there's gay bars and stuff and like it's it's, it's quite conservative because it's andalusia but 
which is the, the much more conservative, like, you know, people still support bullfighting here kind of thing. That gives an indication of how conservative it is. So it's um, it's definitely interesting, like the, if I can segue a little second, um, it's definitely interesting going on to the, like talking about the queer side of it at the moment, like at the end of Pride Month and, and living in the city at the moment, like I just generally don't, I don't tend to, like I haven't really had much experience in the last two years while I've been much more confident in myself and my sexuality. I haven't really had that much experience of being with other women, despite the fact that I am in quite a sex positive like lgbtq positive city <laughs> but so i was gonna ask you about like your experience of be- being a part of the lgbtq community and using like dating apps and whether or not i guess i don't know whether or not you whether know- or not i was gonna say whether or not you've noticed a, 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 any kind of differences since you have been like dating people of all genders rather than just dating men but I don't know if that's a valid question to ask or not dating so like before as like before I realized I was bi compared to after you mean okay um I mean like a lot of a lot of my sexual life has been through dating apps and I remember I remember I had my first queer relationship not relationship but I had my first queer thing with a mutual with someone we went to school with told you this but um and I haven't I haven't dated anybody trans or non-binary um oh this is oh this is gorgeous nb on instagram that i follow oh oh they are beautiful so beautiful quite a few nbs that i follow actually i'm just like oh i so would i so would <laughs> oh just the, just the delight of being bisexual like because especially when people uh try and be like no but being bisexual is transphobic and it's just like well, no, actually, because the definition has expanded to mean pansexual, actually, nowadays, just because of, I don't know, I, I just guess kind of by default. So, and it's, um there's an argument, I need, I can't remember what it is now to be nice and succinct about it, but there is a really good argument for when people like say, no, but being bisexual is transphobic because it's only, uh, like, it's only including two genders kind of thing. And it's just like, well, okay, A, that's what transgenderism is it's somebody not aligning themselves with the gender that they were assigned with at birth and so there is a binary of it because they were assigned one gender at birth and then they don't agree with that so a different gender that they feel more in line with generally so there is that binary side of it but there's a more succinct like argument and I can't remember what it is about people saying that being bisexual is non-inclusive but it's just it's just not (laughs) same logic surely being heterosexual is also non-inclusive like if you want to have yeah but I guess it's probably not the heterosexual community don't think you anybody's ever used the phrase the heterosexual community I'm not sure that uh, anybody refers to them as that I think it would be the same kind of person that would say why there isn't why isn't there a straight pride yeah. <laughs> so it's it's a funny it's a funny thing in comparison to dating now in comparison to dating before I realized I was bi it's not necessarily a conscious decision I think that's that I that I came to like um I for quite a long time I just thought I was bi curious I just thought it was a phase I thought I would come out of it and then in my final year of university having had a previous year abroad of being in a new place with new people of non-English speaking people where I could sort of present this new different end of myself could arguably have been my true self but at the same time I was like 21 so probably not um <laughs> having had like nothing ever happened but I I remember really realizing properly I was by because oh there was this beautiful Moroccan girl that I met in Marseille so it's not 
what I'm trying to say is like there was not really a distinction of before and after for me so yeah and that was my point um in my final year of university when I realized I was bi was because I I finished my exams doing loads of parties you do and yeah just ended up getting drunk and telling everybody like a lot of my friends that I was bisexual going out to Canal Street with a gay friend of mine who'd been out for a few years before that and uh I remember it being really fun and quite liberating really nice I was just like oh this is how it feels this is great <laughs> um so nice for me in the sense that it hasn't quite often I know I've heard of people having their bisexuality fetishized especially by straight men of being like oh well you're bi so let's have a threesome kind of thing mm-hmm. it's just like it's like they might want that but that's not necessarily to do with them being bisexual like you know so uh yeah and also sexuality is a scale just because and especially bisexuality or pansexuality because um like you can feel attraction to one gender romantic or sexual maybe both maybe just one and maybe you feel a romantic or sexual attraction to both like both of those things to another gender but not necessarily both of those things to another gender you know it's you know to each their own obviously Mm, yeah it's there's no fixed pattern to it or anything no exactly and so I think I've had the same sort of thing I mean it's a weird I mean I struggle with imposter syndrome anyway then like now currently seeing a guy quite a few of the people I've been with have been men and I don't tend to typically go for people who you might normally or you might more obviously pick as being gay like uh you know um also to women because my type is also feminine women but also being as a feminine woman myself it's like are you am I is this flirting is this just camaraderie is this I can't tell (laughs) it's really fun yeah I can't imagine how that works like I don't know I think the only time I've ever known that like uh, someone who was female was coming on to me was when it was like a aggressively coming on to me and being like we should go for a drink sometime and be like they were (laughs) more um like of a sort of like masculine presenting gay woman yeah yeah and see that's the thing but like because because also you come off as quite bubbly and friendly and flirty and nice with everybody like I would I could definitely see that as being like oh maybe she is also like into women kind of <laughs> but it's really difficult to tell and also like you don't want to judge too much or not enough yeah it's a very it's a fine line to balance <laughs> total minefield by the sounds of it oh my goodness as my as my friend once put it and I say friend uh because um she was going out with her like we went on we went on a few dates and we nothing happened unfortunately but um I'd spent enough time with her to realize that maybe it was time to come out to my family so that was three or four months ago she as she put it um blessing with women and uh you know like getting that reciprocal kind of feedback that reciprocal kind of vibe is like reading a book in a language that you're sort of familiar with but you're not 100% sure if you're grasping it and I was like (laughs) oh boy okay (laughs) true words have never been spoken (laughs) I can kind of yeah I've not I've not really tried to flirt with women so but I can kind of see what she was saying yeah 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 <laughs> great well that's a great point thanks anyway bye fuck off <laughs> yeah cheers for coming bye uh, after that Becky said that I was flirting so bye <laughs> <laughs> but you said you've never tried you've never really flirted with women before either so maybe that's something you can do next time on your podcast flirt with women <laughs> <laughs> Women, women are great. <laughs> great with R with an R and great with a GR8. <laughs>
<laughs> women are great <laughs> why aren't more people bisexual oh that's another topic there are just so many more closeted bisexual men out there for sure and they just get so bisexual men receive so much more biphobia than bisexual women because yeah. they're not fetishized I think I was about to say it's because female well women. it's because they're stigmatized and also not fetishized sorry I interrupted you completely interrupted you go on sorry I was just gonna say like the reason that female bisexuality is deemed so much more culturally acceptable in very big inverted commas yeah um, massive inverted commas is- yeah, is because it's so fetishized that like straight men are like, oh, a bi girl is really hot, but a bi guy or whatever. Oh, well, yeah, stigmatized because he sleeps with other men. Yeah. Because he does whatever he likes yeah. I think but that is another topic for another time for sure it's just something to be more read into if you ever want me back on your podcast absolutely <laughs> I'm already like yeah cool right what should we do next <laughs> I'm flattered from there I'm just gonna tie this up with a nice little bow to end today's podcast thank you Becky for coming on the podcast today and talking on a whole bunch of stuff even though I had no plan and gave you like what two questions in a whatsapp message and said this is the plan you're welcome thank you for having me it's been and fun i would happily talk tons more because you know what i'm like i was gonna say and hopefully we'll get you back on the podcast at some point in the future that would be great happy to be here <laughs> yay <laughs> you can find me on instagram at becky a a underscore cool there you go ace nice cheers love you're welcome <laughs>